Thanks so much. Good to be here to share with you tonight. Hey, um, I'm just wondering, I want to start with a question, I suppose, but um, I'm just wondering if there's ever been a moment in your life where uh, you literally felt like, gee, I need like help in this situation. Um, I think, to be honest, come on, like all of us would have been in a situation like that before where we just, something happened, you said something, or you did something, or you didn't do something, uh, and, and you just thought, I don't know what to do here, I don't know how to recover from this, like, I really need help. Uh, maybe if you're a Christian here, you might have thought, God, like, I need your help, like, I need you to come uh, through for me in this situation. You just felt so weak in that very moment. Uh, it could have been a situation at work, it could have been a situation at school, uh, it could have been a situation where you're talking to someone, whatever it might be. I remember quite a number of years ago when I'd, I'd sort of finished my apprenticeship in carpentry, but I'd sort of gone out and I'd just started with my new boss, and um, and yeah, he kind of, you know, it's sort of, even though you do four years of apprenticeship, you're still kind of learning the... Uh, learning the ropes a little bit, learning how it all works. And, but I just started with this new boss and he goes, yeah, great, look, I've got a new job. It was actually in Bridgman Downs. I shouldn't give away too much more detail because um, they might come. And, but, uh, he, um, but he goes, oh, look, uh, I've got a new job starting up in Bridgman Downs. He said, I'll, I'll probably get you, one, uh, get you to sort of look after that job, you know, that, uh, uh, that bill. Actually, it was a renovation, uh, that renovation on this house. And I'm like, oh, freaking out a little bit, but thinking, no, surely he'll put me with one of his other workers or whatever. And he goes, look, meet me there on Monday morning you know, 6 a.m., we'll just go through the plans or whatever and we'll, we'll have, a, have a look at it. So I got there uh, Monday morning, 6 a.m., and he just basically rolled out the plans and I'm thinking, where's the other boys? Like, there's bound to be a couple of other site guys that are going to oversee this job, obviously, and pulls out the plans. He's super laid back, you know, and so he pulls out the plans. He's like, yeah, this is what's going to go down and, you know, big extension here and this roof's got to come off and new roof, the tie's in there and just, like, the full works. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, like, trying to get my head around it all. And, and he goes, anyway, so... Um, I'll, uh, I'll leave you with it, eh? And uh, I'll head off. And I'm thinking, oh, so you're not going to hang around or stay? Uh, he's like, no, 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 you'll be right. There's a couple of, I'll, I'll, there's a couple of apprentices that may come, but I'll, uh, I'll let you oversee this one and I'll leave you to it. And I'm just thinking, my goodness, no, like, I cannot do this. I felt totally uh, out of my depth. Like, there's just, like, there's just no way. No, I felt totally weak in that moment, and I literally needed help. Now, you may have felt like that before in a work situation where you're just like, there is no way I can do this. What about, um, what about exams? I mean, come on, like has anybody ever, you know when you have that perusal time, if you do that in high school, but certainly at university, you have perusal time. Have you ever flipped the page over and just gone, oh my gosh, like I don't know anything to these questions. Like the perusal time can be horrific or can be like, okay, no, I think I've studied these things. Anyone know what that's like? I do. Uh, man, the amount of times I've flipped the page and gone, I don't have a clue of what, I, I didn't study this. Like what was wrong with me? Um, my wife just used to say to me, just when you get in that exam, just say, You've, I've got the minor cross. I've got the minor cross. I've got the minor cross. I was like, okay. Uh, I don't know if that helped. It must have. I've got no idea how I got a bachelor's degree. No idea. Um, but the amount of times I was in the exam, I thought, oh, I feel weak in this situation. Like, I seriously need help. I seriously need help. Now, I reckon this is the reality for many of us. Like, many of us have been in a situation where... Uh, uh, we, we just feel out of our debt, like we feel weak and we literally feel like, I need help in this situation. It is so amazing, so uh, fascinating because in the Bible, there's this, this uh, the, the Word of God is so powerful in that it says that actually when you are weak, then you are strong. 
And it's so fascinating because you won't hear this. This is very counterintuitive, I suppose, but also countercultural, hugely countercultural. You won't hear this spoken about in the world today. Like no one's going around saying, oh yeah, you just need to humble yourself and, and reveal your humility and things like that because, because it's then when you are weak, then you'll be strengthened. Like you won't hear that in the world today. It is all about, you know, don't give up and keep pushing forward and, and, and you know, all those sorts of things and, and trust your own ability, you know what I mean? But in the Bible, it seems to indicate, actually, no, the weaker you are, the stronger you are. And it throws everything on its head. And so I just wanna say this, tonight if you come, and you're like, I know what it's like to feel in a weak situation. You see, some of you come and you are dealing with, with stuff you feel like, I literally don't have the ability to overcome. You know what that's like. There, there are, there are uh, things you're struggling with that are wrestling with and you're like, I, I, don't have the, I don't think I've got the power. I don't think I've got the ability. Every single one of you, one time or another, have been in a situation where you're like, I'm too weak. I, I don't have the strength. I don't have the ability. I'm too tired. Um, I don't have the talents, whatever it might be. You've questioned that. And I want you to hear tonight that if you are here in that sense of weakness, God says you're in a perfect place. You're in a perfect place. Why? I mean, Paul talks about this. Paul talks about this. I've jotted this down somewhere. 2 Corinthians 12. He writes this. He says, Paul says, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Sorry, this is God talking to Paul. For my power is made perfect in weakness. And then Paul goes on to say this. This is so powerful. So powerful. Then he goes on, Paul says, so therefore I will boast all the more gladly about what? About my weaknesses, he says. You don't hear that very often in in the world today, do you? I will boast more gladly around my weaknesses. Now, why does Paul say that? He goes on to say, so that Christ's power may rest on me, may rest on me. That is encouraging. There is a sense, but there is a sense of humility that is required to experience the power of God in your life. If you hold a a proud heart or a prideness, you walk around with a pride, I can do this, I can do this. You won't experience the fullness of the power of God. Why? Because you don't need Him. You think I can do this in my own strength. And God says, if that's how you want it, Go ahead, but you will miss the power of God. And how tragic, how tragic to go about our lives trying to strive in our own strength, building our own empires in our own strength and miss the fact that God says, if you let me, I could come and build my kingdom through you. And what a tragedy to to get to the end of our lives and miss the power of God in and through our lives because we were too proud to humble ourselves and say, God, I'm weak, but I know in you I'll be strong. I know that your strength is sufficient for me. Your grace is sufficient for me. And so if you've ever felt weak before, even if you feel weak now, God says you're in in a perfect place. Don't rely on your own strength or, or ability. Press into me, rely on me. You see, we've been doing this series and this is what we need, a renewal, a renewal to say, not not, not me, God. I must decrease. You know, John's words were so powerful. I must decrease, he must increase. And that's how it's gotta be in our own lives, a sense of humility to say, God, I'm weak, but I know in you I can be strong. I I know in you I can be strong. 
Isaiah talks about this in Isaiah 40, the scripture that we're going to focus on tonight, just three verses, but so powerful. In Isaiah 40, starting in verse 29, it says this. It's just such a common verse. Many of you will be familiar with this verse, but it's so powerful. And he says this, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord or were there, those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. That is encouraging because the reality is all of us have fallen short. All of us have been in a moment where we think, I can't do it. I don't have the ability. And God says, that's exactly right. You don't have the strength. You don't have the ability. Yes, you'll feel weak at times, but my grace is sufficient for you. And if you allow me, I'll fill you up and I'll give you the strength that you desperately need. But you know, it's fascinating because there's a, in verse 31 it says, but those who receive that renewal, it's those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. That's the key. That's the key. In verse 29, I love, in verse 29 and 30, I love, he gives strength to the weary, increases the power of the weak, which is so encouraging. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. I love that because it indicates, hey, we've all been there before. We've all been there before. We've all had moments of struggle, moments where we just think, oh man, I, I don't know about this. I feel weak in this situation. I remember a friend of mine a while ago was uh, you know, sharing with me one time. He was, uh, he was given uh, the responsibility, I suppose, the right word, the responsibility to oversee this commercial job site. And he just felt totally overwhelmed. He'd done a lot of domestic, just normal houses before, built a lot of houses and probably felt fairly competent in that area. But then he was given these, uh, these, these units to build quite a number of units. And he just said, man, I am just over, like, I'm, I'm, I'm so overwhelmed in the midst of this. But he said it was a fascinating thing through that season. He was able to get through that. But he said it was a crazy thing in that time because he said, you know, every morning I'm literally going to the job site super early because I just want to get my head over the plans. And he's overseeing all these units, basically just running this entire job. But he says, I'm getting, getting there at 5.30 in the morning, just looking over the plans. Just, and he said, I'm praying though. Like it's just, it's driven me into prayer. It's driven me into seeking God. Why? Because he's weak. He knows he's weak. He knows he's, he doesn't have the ability. He, does, he feels like he doesn't have the competence to oversee these jobs and it drove him into prayer. And because of that driving into prayer, he's seeking God. He's pressing into God, pressing into God. He said, but he said, you know, it is the craziest thing. I'm praying daily, God, help me today. Like help me get through. Help me to know what to do. Help me to work this out. And he said, it's crazy. I am seeing. Like almost daily, I am seeing the hand of God on this site. Like, like God intervene and doing things that I just go, wow, like how did that even come together? Like that was not me. He'd be the first to say it was not me. It was not me. In his weakness, in his weakness, he experienced the strength of God because he had to press in to God. And, the, uh, and, and it goes on to say in verse 31, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Uh, it's interesting because that word there, hope, I'm not sure if it's necessarily a great translation. I was looking at some of the other translations of the Bible. Nearly every other translation uses the word either those who wait on the Lord or those who trust in the Lord. Now, hope's okay, but I love that word, those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. It's NIV, the only one that uses hope, but those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. There's this, this sense in which it requires a response of us 
to go, okay, I need to trust God. Yes, I'm weak. I know I don't need, you know, I know I can't do this. But, but this, this, this word here is not a passive word. Or, or in the other translation, to wait on God. Uh, you know, it, it sort of may, um, we may feel like, oh, okay, so I'll just wait on Him. I'll just sit on the lounge and wait on Him to, to be renewed in, in strength. Uh, but but this, is, this isn't kind of a sitting around waiting on God. This is a passive. It is a, a pressing into Him. It is an activation to say, God, I'm going to push into you. I need to seek you in this moment. And so those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. And so it may mean for you there's some weaknesses there that you're struggling with and thinking, God, I really need your help in this moment. You need to get, you need to press into him. You know, his word promises those who draw near to him, he will draw near to you. He promises that as you press into him, that he will renew your strength. And so it may mean, it may mean for you, okay, I need to, I, I need to pray more. Like I haven't been reading his word. I need to read his word more. It may need, I've never signed up to a corporate prayer meeting before. I'm gonna do it. Even if I commit to once a week, I'm gonna do it because I need God. I really do need him. And I'm struggling. It may mean getting a mentor in your life where you pray together. Uh, just reading the Bible more regularly. It may mean joining a connect group because I know in connect group, they open God's word, they pray for one another, encourage one another. It may mean regularly coming to church to be with other people, to encourage one another, pressing into Him. It may mean fasting, saying, God, I'm gonna deny something in my life because I desperately need you more and I need an answer and I need your strength because I don't have the strength. I simply don't have the strength. It may be in your life, this is where I experience it so much, where the Spirit prompts you to do something and it's out of that act of obedience, you experience the power of God in your life, especially in times where you feel like, I don't have the strength to obey God in this, but you step into it anyway by faith because you feel that God's prompted you to do it. And as you do that, you'll experience the power of God in that moment of weakness and then you'll become strong in Him. Yes, maybe weak in the flesh, but strong in Him. Don't you want to be spiritually strong in Him? His Word says, those who are renewed, those who are strengthened in Him are those who put their trust in God. Put their trust to walk in obedience, to press into Him. I remember when I first started kind of in, you know, like church ministry sort of thing. I mean, we're all called to some sort of ministry, but to, to actively work here, like in a, in a church uh, setting, and, you know, I'd started here um, doing young adults and, um, yeah, and I remember uh, Pete at the time was senior pastor and very, I used to often go into Pete's office and I, I, I just, I knew I was overwhelmed by everything. I knew I didn't know exactly what to do and I'd sometimes go into Pete's office and I'd just say, oh, Pete, you know, like, I, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I don't know which, what to do. Like, I, I, sometimes I just feel over. It's just over me and I just don't have the ability. I just don't have the strength. And you can picture it now, and I need to explain this further, but you can picture it now, and he would just get this big grin on his face. You know the one. And uh, he'd get this massive grin on his face and he would just say this one word. And I kind of hated it, to be honest, but he'd just say, great. And I'd sit there and I'd be like, who says that? Like, I'm pouring out my heart here. Like, I'm like, Pete, I can't. And I, he mustn't have got me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, no, I don't know if I can do this. Like, it's overwhelming and I can't do this. And he'd say, great, great. And I need to clarify, because, but you know why? You know why? Because he understood this principle. He knew, hey, he didn't want to, he, he didn't want, I mean, I think he'd be concerned. 
Honestly, I think he'd be concerned if I walked in and said, Pete, and he said, how are you going with it all? And I said, Pete, man, I've got this covered. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know how to do this. Things are going well. I'm running this. I'm doing that. I think he'd be concerned. Why? Because it would just be in my own strength. And he realises this principle better than anyone. And he, he, he acknowledged, he said to me later, because I think I shared this once before, and he said, hey, David, just clarify that. I don't say that to everybody, you know what I mean? So just clarifying, if you do go in and you've got all these issues, he mightn't say great to you. Like, he'd be like, no, okay, let's talk it through, you know. Uh, but, but I'm just saying, and, and he clarified this with me, and I understood it over time. I realised this, right? And I really honour Pete in this. He's amazing in this space. So it's not a, it's, you know, he's incredible. I really honour Pete. So helpful, such a blessing to me over the years. But he understands this principle better than anyone. That it's not about our ability to walk in weakness. He he realises that's when we're strong. We're strong in Christ. We're strong spiritually. Because why? Because we need God to come through. We really do. We need God to come through. And the Bible is so clear. This is a clear promise. It's a yes and amen from God that those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. I mean, honestly, are some of you here tonight going, I need a renewal? Like, I need a renewal. His promise is that you'll experience renewal as you trust in him. And he goes on to say that they will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. To soar on wings uh, like eagles is this indication that even when the problems come, even when the difficulties arise and the stresses arise and you think, I don't know if I can do this, that to press into God and to trust Him with your life, it's almost like this, this overcoming, like actually, actually, to the rising above, the rising above the circumstances, that's what it's talking about here, to soar on wings like eagles, that despite all of this stuff, you can soar above it. Why? Because God's above it all. Because God's above it all. I... Um, had this meeting just last week actually with a group of guys and it was just such a powerful meeting uh, getting together and we, uh, you know, guys from this church and we're just chatting a little bit and talking, encouraging one another. But one of the guys was just talking about, he runs a business or a few businesses actually, but he was just talking about how he goes, yeah, in this situation I'm in at the moment, I mean, we are just going through the furnace. Like it is just, the heat is on and I'm facing some situations at the moment and business is just so overwhelming, like full on, really overwhelming. But then he said this, and I think he said this because he understood this principle. And he's like, I just really respect this guy, such a godly guy. But he said, you know what? He goes, but, but I'm some, like there's a sense of excitement as well. Like I'm sort of excited. You know, I've never experienced the heat that we're, we're facing at the moment. But, but I tell you what, I'm so excited as well. You know why? Because he said, because I'm so expectant. Like I'm just praying, saying, God, you've got to come through. Like you've got to come through, God. How is it that he could be in such like the, the fiery furnace and yet such a joy and expectancy? Because he understands this principle better than anyone that, hey, hey, when, when we're weak and when we feel like we can't do it, God is strong and he's the one who empowers us. And maybe you too come tonight and you're thinking, gee, I need a renewal, I need strength. He promises to give it to those who reach out to him. That they will run and not grow weary, they will walk and not be faint. But it requires a humility. It requires a humility for us to say, okay, God, let less of me and more of you. It requires the ability to say, you know, not in my strength, Lord. I desperately, desperately need you. I love this quote by Kay Arthur that states this, so many times we say that we can't serve God because we aren't whatever is needed. We're not talented enough or smart enough or whatever. 
But if you are in a covenant with Jesus Christ, he is responsible for covering your weaknesses, for being your strength. He will give you his abilities for your disabilities. I love that. And it's so true. So it's talking about here, he empowers us. We need to give him room. It's like there's this sense of we need to empty ourselves so that his power can indwell us. If we are so full of ourselves and there's no room for him to come in and fill us up, if we're so you know, proud and I can do this, I don't need God, then we don't, we don't need him. We don't, there's no room for him to come and dwell uh, within our hearts. Like Paul said, my weakness, so that uh, I, I boast about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me may rest on me. You know, I remember, um, I don't know, like I just, going back again when I first sort of, oh, actually, actually, this is prior to even getting involved in sort of ministry stuff here, but you know, I've probably kind of shared a little bit around this before, but I just, uh, I remember on my baptism, actually, I'd come to faith and it was probably about 12 months later I got baptised and uh, but I was really, I was really scared actually of the baptism process. And maybe I, I've got so much, I was thinking about this afternoon. I'm like, yeah, actually that's, it is a scary thing to get up and share your testimony. Hey. Um, and, and I remember I was like literally terrified of getting up and sharing my story. And because, you know, in high school, I couldn't share or give a five minute oral or anything. And cause I just couldn't get up and people and, and get up, get up in front of people and uh, share my story. And, uh, but I booked in my baptism and I remember like a few weeks out, like I had it all prepared and stuff. And, uh, but in the lead up to it, funny, like it's like, man, we, you just press into God in those moments of weakness when you're really struggling, you're pressing to God. And a few weeks out, I was like, I've got to share my story on stage in front of people. Like this is terrifying. And I prayed and I sought him and weeks out, I was praying and I was seeking him. Why? Because I felt so weak. You know what I mean? I just felt so weak. And then I remember there were several times I'd drive up to um, Chermside. Um, there's like um, a bit of a Chermside, uh, what do you call it up there, the forest or whatever. And I'd just like walk through there and I'd just prayer walk and prayer walk. I remember a number of times I'd just walk, go to local schools, I'd just walk around the oval and just prayer walk and prayer walk, you know. People were probably like, what's going on with this guy? I wasn't jogging or anything. And I was just walking around and walking around. But, but that's what weakness does. It drives you into prayer. And... And in the lead up to that, I remember the day before, I was just petrified, so scary. I gave my um, testimony that night, but I just remember thinking it was such a significant night. I remember Nathan, he was sort of intern young adults pastor or something at the time, or, in, or young adults pastor, and he gave a gospel message that night, and quite a few people responded that night. It was a really powerful night. But it was just a significant night where I felt like I was like, oh, there's more to this than, you know, there's more to it than just sharing your testimony. Uh, I've got a call that's a bit bit further than that and it's amazing how God is so thankful hey that God doesn't reveal all of what he wants to do in your life you know well in advance often we'd go we'd run you know it'd be like Jonah we'd be bolting you know we'd be running because we'd know there's no way I can do it and then uh, later on had an opportunity oh that's right I was helping Nathan out with Wednesday night services of young adults ignite services and you know some few young ads would rock up and Nathan, one time, he goes, I'd love you to do announcements at the little young adult service. And I was petrified. I mean, to do three announcements was the scariest thing. And I'm like, how am I going to do this, Lord? I need your strength. And a week out, I'd prepared those announcements. Like, you know, it was incredible. And I prayed and I, you know, I prayed and prayed and sought over those announcements like weeks out. You know what I mean? Why? Because I knew I was weak. I couldn't do it. And so ironic, because then God says, oh, no, that's what I want. Like, this is what I do for a living now. You know what I mean? Like, like, talk about weakness. But it's so good, and I'm so glad 
that the beginnings of what God called me into were like that, like terrified, petrified, feeling so weak, because he can never take credit for anything that good happens. In that, he can never take credit. He can never say, oh, see, yeah, I had the ability to do that. No, this is, this is only by the power of God. It's his strength in our weakness that enables us. And so I just wondered tonight, is there some of you going, I know what that's like. I know what it's like to feel weak. And God is calling you out saying, come to me. Because the promise of his word is those who trust in God, will he will renew your strength. He'll renew your strength. I want to just leave you with this. But, you know, I was reminded, uh, and I know quite a few of you heard this, but I just want to take out a few uh, little snippets. Yeah, at um, Christmas, uh, Christmas services. And I just, I just remembered it, and I was just like, man, that's so true. But um, I'm so sorry, mate. I forgot his name again. Stefan. Yeah, sorry, Stefan, if you're watching online, mate. Oh, if you're here. Um, but, uh, you know, Stefan's story, um, it was so powerful. And he talked about it at the start of his life, you know, born in South Africa. And he had some, you know, born in a Christian family and stuff like that. Had a pretty decent incident at 17 years old. Um, but then he goes on to say this. He says, at, age, at the age of 30, I was given a very senior position on a major construction project. He says, unfortunately, the project was doomed to failure from the start and we were severely understaffed. This led to unmanageable workload pressure, unhealthy stress levels, poor physical health, poor mental health and anxiety. I was in my master's degrees. Our two children were born. I was in close proximity to two, fire, two firearm attacks. And in short, he says, life wasn't going well for me. He says this, sadly, I turned away from God and relied solely on my own strength. I opted out of my faith and became agnostic, throwing everything I had at every problem that I encountered, which is, we do that sometimes. A problem arises and we just go at it in our own strength. Um, I opted out of the faith, oh, I read that. Uh, I remember coming home one day and feeling all the pressure and being at the end of myself, Keywords: at the end of himself. Full of stress, I punched our hallway wall and it was brick. I had fractured my hand and wrist and the relentless pressure continued, but I hid my injury. I couldn't tell anyone, not just about my injury, but that I was breaking inside too. The only thing going for me that I was strength in this time in his life. I mean, it seems like everything's falling apart. Everything's falling apart. But actually, but, and he's trying to do everything in his own strength. He needs the power of God. He goes on to say, uh, none of us uh, can do this journey alone. Our families can help us physically um, uh, and emotionally, but in reality, the greatest help we get is from God. All we need to do is to cry out for help, turn to him and stop relying on our own strength. I slowly began turning towards God one step at a time. I began attending church. I began to pray. And every step I took, God was faithful. He goes on to talk about how he had this encounter with God and experienced God in the car one time. And he really surrendered his heart uh, to God. And then he goes on to say, things are different now with Jesus. Rather than depending on my own strength, this is exactly what we need to do. He says, I know I can depend on his. I know 
I now pray for my days at work. I pray for the projects I'm working on. I pray for my meetings and I pray for my family. As I call on God, I know I'm not alone and I experience God actively helping me. I recently had a situation at work where faith was required for a tricky situation to be resolved. With the learnings from the past, I realised that there was nothing I could do but pray. And he says, pray, I did. And through that situation, God did a really miraculous thing. But this is what we need. You see the point here. It wasn't until he got to a point where it was really, as in his words, the end of himself, knowing that I'm weak, knowing that he needed the strength of God. And what did he do? He pressed into God. He prayed and he prayed and he prayed and he sought God. And then God began to fill him up with his strength. And he's experiencing the power of God through his weakness. And you come tonight, you come tonight, And you may feel weak and you feel like, I can't do this, but we need to come before Holy God and say, God, take hold of my life. I need to surrender to you. I need your power. I need your strength in my life. Would you fill me afresh as I, you know, let go of my own will and my desires? Father God, we just thank you so much for your word and how it's encouragement uh, to our lives. I want to thank you, Father God, for your promise because I know there's some here right now Uh, that needs strengthening, that needs strengthening. I thank you for the promise of those who put their trust in you. You will renew their strength. You'll renew their strength. Extraordinary promise, great God. Maybe tonight, actually, maybe tonight as you come, you know what that's like. And maybe tonight you've never really surrendered your life to God, but you know you need Him. And there's stuff falling apart in your life. There's situations uh, going down. You don't know how to get through it. You don't know what to do. But you feel in your heart tonight, wow, if there was a God, like they literally created this world and created me, I would love to know what He could do in my life because I need His help. If that's you tonight, all you need to do is to cry out to Him and say, God, I need you and I want you in my heart and in my life. All you need to do is surrender your life to Him and allow Him to take control. For some of you here, you know you need to re-surrender your heart, to re-surrender your life. Some, some of you, you've grown up with it, you've heard it a thousand times, but you know because you're in a place of fire at this very moment, it seems like the furnaces, you're in the fiery furnace and you just feel everything seems to be falling apart. Deep down, you've known the truth, but you've, held, you've, you've withheld because you feel like, no, I want to still keep control of my life. But deep down, you know you've got to surrender. I want to give both of you, whichever category, I want to give you an opportunity tonight to say, I need God. I really do. This is, requires humility, absolutely. But if that's you tonight, I want to just lead you in a very simple prayer. You can pray this in your head or in your heart. God, I need you. Actually, you know what? Even as I pray this, I feel we should all pray this out loud. Let's do that together out loud. God, I need you. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for rising again, overcoming death. I surrender right now. Come and fill me with your spirit. I acknowledge I'm weak and I need you. Thank you, great God, for moments like this. I'm going to pray, but we thank you, great God, for moments like this where we can come holy, you know, before you humbly 
And we can call that to you and that your promise is you fill us. You fill us afresh as we surrender to you. Lord, I just know there's some here that really need you. And I just thank you as well for the body of Christ. Moments like this where we can encourage one another to pray for one another. I just feel that as we sing these words, it's an opportunity for some to come forward to say, I need God in my life. No one needs to know the circumstance of the situation. But I just know that this is going to be a marker point. It may just be for one. But a marker point to say, oh God, oh God, I need you deeply. My heart and in my life. And so great God, prompt us to respond, to open our hearts up to you right now. Commit this to you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I'm going to invite you to jump up on your feet. And as we're about to sing this song, I want to just read one last thing to you. There's a quote by Charles Spurgeon. He says this, because God does not need your strength. He has more than enough of His his power of His own. He asks for your weakness. He has none of that Himself. And He is longing, therefore, to take your weakness and use it as an instrument in His own mighty hand. And he goes on to say, Spurgeon says this, Will you not yield your weakness to Him and receive His strength? As we sing these words now, these words are so powerful. The words are so powerful. It's a crying out to God saying, God, I need you. I want to encourage you in this moment to respond to Him, to come down if that's what you want to do and feel that to do, and to receive prayer and say, it's an act of saying, God, I need you. No one needs to know what it is, but God, I need you. I really need you. And I tell you, I just know that out of that response, God is honoured by that. He is honoured by the response of a human that comes to him and says, God, I need you. Come and receive him tonight, I pray. Let's sing. I'm calling on the God of Jacob Whose love endured through generations I know that you will keep your covenant I'm calling on the God of Moses The one who opened up the old I need you now to do the same thing for me. Yes, Jesus. Oh God, my God, I need you. Oh God, my God, I need you now. How I need you now. Oh, I call rock of ages. I'm standing on your faithfulness, oh, your faithfulness. I'm calling on the God of Mary, 
your children then you heard your children now you are the same God you are the same God you answered prayers back then and you will answer now you are the same God you are the same God you were providing then you are providing now you are the same God you are the same God you faithfulness great God it's true as we sing these words Lord that's the reality that's the reality Lord actually I'm just conscious even as I pray now Lord I'm just reminded that so often we think just just the worst stuff of ourselves so many moments and even people here right now they just feel like so many moments where they think you know I'm not good enough I don't have the ability I don't have the talents you know I've sinned too much if God you know God knows all this stuff that's going on when God looks at your life, He doesn't see you through your lens. He sees you through His lens. And when He looks at you, He sees, he sees potential. And He sees, he sees the, the way He wants to fill you up with His, with His strength and His empowerment. He loves you. And He wants to have a relationship with you. And He wants to strengthen you. And so I just thank you, great God, that as we go about our weeks this very week, as we go about the call that you, and the assignments You have for us, great God, that in those moments of weakness, You empower us and You fill us up, Father God. I wanna pray for those that this very week, You're gonna prompt them to do something. I wanna pray by supernatural strength in that very place of weakness, that they will trust You anyway and say, okay, God, I'm gonna do it. And they're gonna experience the power of Your strength as they obey You in that thing that You've called them to do. I wanna pray for encouragement 
where we know we should be reading Your Word, where we know we should be spending more time in prayer, that You'd empower us, great God, to press into You, to know the fullness of You, that You desire to pour out into our lives, great God. And so I just thank You, Lord, for this series. Thank You that You want to renew our hearts, Father. And I just thank You that uh, You're with us always. We love You, great God. We deeply love You. And we thank You that You go with us wherever we go. Use us this week, Lord. Use us this week, we ask. And we pray these things in Jesus' mighty Name. Amen. I do want to say this, really important, that it is not too late to get prayer. So even if you felt like I should have responded, I know I should have, there's a prayer lounge at the back. and We've got prayers there that we'd love to pray for you. Or you can come down the front afterwards and be prayed for as well. But that's really important. God bless you and uh, have an awesome week. May God use you this week. And uh, looking forward to seeing you next Sunday.